Hey, Ariana, can you hear me? Well, hello. Awesome. Appreciate you jumping on the Miss Manual podcast. No problem. Awesome. We're going to get this show on the road. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is a Miss Manual podcast, home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive industry. And today we have an extraordinary guest. Uh, some of you got, most people might know you by a 2J Z girl or by Garage Girls as far as your uh, your jewelry brand. But again, uh, I want to bring you on this, all this, this premise and the goal behind this again. I saw that there was no one necessarily speaking for the ladies out there or giving a platform to actually like vocally talk about their, their, their perspective in the automotive industry. So for me, I was like, you know, what? I think, I think somebody should start a podcast if it, if it already doesn't exist. And so here we are. And um, I think you're a prime example because uh, I hear your name a lot and a lot of people look up to you and they support your gear and your, your, your inspiration to the community. Um, but um, my first question for you um, if you had to explain, maybe in like 30 to 60 seconds to your followers, because in, I say it every time, social media, you only get like one perspective of, mm-hmm. of, of like how you view somebody. But to hear and talk to people, is for, so maybe somebody that's listening that follows you, who would you say Ariana is in 30 to 60 seconds? You know what? Um, I, two Day Z girl or Ariana is... Um, hardworking, ambitious. Um, I'm humble. I'm very, very grateful to have been given the opportunities I've been given, um, especially in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. Um, being a female, it is, you know, it's a little bit difficult to kind of pave your way through that. Um, so, you know, I like to stay humble. I like to be hardworking and um, make a way for women in the automotive industry. Most definitely. And to kind of, kind of dive into it, uh, just doing a little research you you've been you've been around the the automotive just around cars for a while while like you started driving when you're about 12 13 years old correct yeah yeah I started driving when I was about 12 um you know my dad had a, a Tuscan TVR and um, I would watch him drive and you know it's a manual so he put me in there when I was about eight years old and um i immediately picked up on it just from watching him all those years. And um, it wasn't until I was about 12 that I started drag racing. So. How was that experience? Like, just like, I don't like just doing that at such a young age, like most 12 year olds, you know, they, they can only dream of that. But like, do you kind of remember that experience as far as doing that at such a young age? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was, there's like a class of, um, you know, younger, um, amateur class that I was kind of in. And, um, I was one of the few females I think there's, there was like one other girl, but, um, you know, coming into that at a young age and it, it was intimidating, you know, you have all the little boys running around, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with all their testosterone and, you know, it's intimidating, but, um, I think I got, you know, a good taste of what that was going to be like, um, for me. Cool. So, just being so it being x amount of time ever since you started like uh your confidence like I, I have a vibe of like i said you say you're ambitious you're ambitious uh you're hard working like uh your confidence like where does that come from because a lot of a lot of females in the industry or that i try to talk to or i try to bring on or just in general like it's a lot of people that are very closed off they're very you know they don't necessarily speak on everything that they say but i kind of get the opposite vibe from you like where does that stem from 
Right, right. No, you know, confidence doesn't just develop overnight. Um, I have been around the automotive industry, like I said, since I was a baby. Um, And, you know, being in a, in kind of like a man's world in that aspect really pushed me to um, just be confident with myself and confident in my abilities to do whatever I want to do, whether it's a male or female based industry. Um, You know, that's just something that comes with age. And I wasn't always like this, you know, it took me probably until I was like 21, 22 to really come out of my show and just be like, you know what, this is me. This is who I am. You can either love it or hate it. Um, Either way, I'm going to continue to do what I do. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love it. Like I said, I love it. I love it. To kind of take a left turn really quick, um, to go down more so my alley, marketing. Like, I see, I know you, you have a consulting agency, marketing agency, you do a lot of that. Like, how, when did you start that? Um, you know, I started doing that. It's kind of freelance. Um, I had people that had these startup companies and that needed help doing that. Um, I was also very active on social media, um, trying to do new things to get engagement all of that. So that kind of just fell into my lap. And um, Mm I, you know, I would pick up clients through word of mouth pretty much. Awesome. Awesome. And do you, do you enjoy like just the aspect of marketing? Like, is that something you like? I do. Yeah. And you know, I, I've kind of, uh, I've recently put that on the back burner a bit just because I've been so busy with, um, you know, I manage a a pro race team. I do um, track day stuff. Um, and then I have my other businesses as well. So, you know, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Um, it, it's very fun, though. I mean, I like to see how I come to the table and, you know, show that this is what I'm doing. This is how much engagement you're getting, business you're getting, um, you know, because numbers speak for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And I kind of dip into that because, again, I got like a bunch of questions. I'm going to try to keep it as <laughs> Keep yeah. it condensed as possible because I'm a chatterbox and uh, like I said, I got so many things I want to ask. Um, talk, talk, talk to us a little about just uh, being in the environment where you're like, you say you're, you're uh, managing a pro race team. Yeah, so um, so I I managed a professional Formula Drift team for four years previously. Um, that ended in 2017, I guess was the beginning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And since then, um, I've acquired a team called Haugen Racing. Um, it's a drift team. So basically doing um, everything, you know, management, um, PR, um, everything, logistics, um, event stuff, everything like that. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, the driver is going to be competing in D1 and hopefully Pro 2 uh, Formula Drift next year. That's that's pretty rad. And, and is he gonna? Um, I would assume they're gonna be at uh, SEMA, correct? Yeah, we're gonna be there. Um, we're building an R34 with an LS. Um, it's gonna be totally Formula Drift spec. Um, you know, high horsepower, really built car. Um, oh, trying yeah. to see if we can get it done for that. If not, it'll be debuted later. Hell yeah, that's badass. Do you know, you know how long it's going to take or, or what the duration on it or? Um, so, you know, it should be, it should be finished at pretty much the end of October. Um, 
That's the goal. All in all, yeah, all in all, you know, from from my experience building cars, it, it depends how many people, how experienced they are. Um, this car is going to be like top notch, so you know, I wouldn't expect it to take longer than total build time of, you know, um, eight months probably. Gotcha. And um, I was, in, I, was in, I had something on top of my tongue. Um, oh yeah, the, the next one of my top questions is uh, let's talk about your cars like you you've had a lot of toys <laughs> over the years let alone right now so that's that's gotta go ahead and go into how many you have to what you had to let's just go down that rabbit hole and see where we go end up <laughs> all right so i was um i was 17 or 18 when i got my is 300 uh which most people know me for uh the license plate it was two years i've had so um I was 17 or 18 years old when I got my IS 300. It was the first car that I ever bought by myself. Um, previously, I had my father's um, TVR Tuscan, which was a 76 bright highlighter yellow. Um, my first inline six, actually. So really? a lot of people think that I started out with domestic cars. Um, we, had, we had a De Tomaso Pantera, um, you know, a couple of cars like that. And, Actually, I started out with an import, which I later on reverted back to. So, <laughs> why did you leave that? Um, well, so I'm from Missouri, um, Chesterfield, Missouri, and uh, kind of a running joke there that um, I hate LSs, and <laughs> because I'm too Jay Z girl, um, this whole thing. So, um, but I, I was, I had a bunch of domestics, but um, you know, I. I guess I just reverted back to imports. Um, that's my thing. I don't know. So, so yeah. So the IS three hundred, um, my first car. Uh, absolutely had to have that car, and I fought and fought and fought for four years to find the black on black unicorn five speed. My dad was like, "I don't want you drifting this thing around." Blah blah blah. Like, I'm getting it. So got the car. You know, it's funny because uh, my dad was like let's go take it out and, and drive it and drift it. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> well, um, so fast forward a couple of years after that, um, I'm, I'm 20, 22, I guess. Um, I <laughs> bought my 14 and it came already swapped with an SR 20, um, DT with a T 28, nothing crazy or anything. Um, just a good like drift car that I could just mess around in and not care about. And like, you know, you can't, you can't just leave a car stock. I mean, at least I can't, you know, had to, had to paint it black and, you know, put a bike on it, coil over <laughs> knuckles and everything, the five load yeah. conversion. So, you know, did that. Um, I have a 350Z as well back in Missouri that it's just like a, a car. When I go back there, I can, I can drive around, um, have a 300 uh tt so like you know z32 um which is for sale by the way right Plug. Plug yeah give the specs rare. on it yeah rare How many so, I have? um you know what that one's it's about eighty thousand. um yeah eighty thousand original miles mint so for mm. sale yeah <laughs> 
You got a few people that um, listen, so like I said, hey, you'll get the DM like, hey, I'll listen to your uh, podcast. Right. I'll listen to you on the Miss Mayo podcast. Like, legit, <laughs> it, it might happen. Give it a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have an M6 that was passed down from my uncle, uh, 2012. I have um, my daily driver, IS250. Um, and in between there, I've had an Audi TT, I've had a Mercedes, uh, I've had a G35, I had a G37. Um, am I forgetting anything? Uh, of course, the Tuscan. <laughs> the Tuscan um, they said Tesla. I was like, what? She had a Tesla. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I think I covered all of them. What's your favorite yeah. uh, out of the? I think you think you named out like you. Do you probably know the number? That was like ten, maybe ten cars. Uh, yeah, I can't even honestly. I can't even keep count. I don't even know. Um, all in all, I've probably had about thirteen cars um, since since uh, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Well, what would you say out of all the cars that you've owned? Which one represents you most as a personality? The IS 300 is definitely, um, that's my baby. You know, I put so many hours of work and just, you know, dedication into that car and it's an emotional bond as well. So, you know, that's, that's me. That's my baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. And would you, would you have a least, not a least favorite, but like one you, you, yeah. you had a, a relationship with where you're like, eh. Yeah. Um, the Mercedes and, uh, and the Audi. Definitely. I mean, they were older. I, the Mercedes was like a 2006, I guess. Yeah, Mercedes was 2006, had some weird electrical problems. And then the Audi had some weird, uh, like the CCM comfort control module went out, which locked the doors. Um, you couldn't unlock or lock them. I had to leave them in like a neutral state. And then just weird stuff like that. And I was just like, no more. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Now, how long, how long ago did you start Garage Girls? So Garage Girls officially started in 2011, right after I graduated high school mm. in 2010. Um, I was looking for jewelry that um, would be like automotive themed, like um, turbo necklaces, things along that line. And I found nothing so I scoured the internet for like a couple years prior I found nothing um I created these Lexus logo earrings um I was really big into the Lexus scene back then of course with my IS mm -hmm. and I I sold those and people are like this is awesome can you make it for other cars you know other car brands whatever um and it wasn't until I guess uh 2013 that I actually started putting a lot of my time and effort into it Mm -hmm. um, it grew fairly quickly and which was crazy because if you would ask me, Oh, what's your, what do you want to do when you grow up? What's your main source of income going to be? It would have never, ever been jewelry. So <laughs> crazy how things happen. Like, what did, you, what did you want to do when you're in high school? So what did our, our own do back in the day? I'd been 18 years old. Like when everybody senior year, everybody's always asking, what do you want to do when you get caught? What do you want to go to college for? What do you want to do this? Like, what did you want to do? So um, I, I bounced back and forth between anesthesiology um, and trying to do something within the automotive industry. I went to college for two years, and meanwhile, I had a, a pretty good job for my age. I was an internal wholesaler for a growth fund, mutual fund, um, and you know I was already 
kind of making um, money, you know, better than I, I was before. And, um, but it, it, that didn't really interest me. Uh, I stuck around in school for about two and a half years before I realized that for me, at least, uh, I, I wanted to expand on my own businesses. Um, I was going for a business degree, but, um, I didn't feel like that would be the best option to use my time and, um, you know, go kind of go into debt, um, trying to finish school. So I just took the chance and the opportunity to do kind of what I wanted to do. And, um, it worked out. <laughs> you always, you know, one thing is you always have to invest in yourself mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's hard for some people to do that, but, you know, take a chance and do it. Um, just get out of your comfort zone. And I think that's what makes people, you know, be able to succeed with whatever they want to do. Agree. I'm glad you said that. Cause again, it's, you have to, you know, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. We're creatures of habit. We like to, we like to, go, it's comfortable. We like to say, well, I'm not ready to do this or, you know, I got to do it when it's right. Like sometimes you're not going to, it's not going to feel right. You kind of have to throw yourself in certain situations to go ahead and make yeah. stuff work. How'd you, right. how'd you develop the the entrepreneur bug? Like you just always wanted to kind of, you kind of got maybe like complacent or like you just, not complacent, but you got bored or like, how yeah. that so, this is a, this is a good one to talk about. Um, I'm all about this. So, so, uh, <laughs> I felt like, so I was living in in Chesterfield, Missouri at the time. Um, I felt like if I didn't make some big change, if I didn't get out and and try something else and go out on my own, I'm an only child. I was always very independent, but I felt like I was kind of stuck there and I was scared of being complacent. Um, I don't understand complacency. Um, Mm -hmm. I never have, I always wanted more, um, you know, I'm never at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm good and I can relax. That just doesn't happen for me. Right. Um, you know, I had always been, even when I was a little girl, I was making dog biscuits and selling them to the neighbors (laughs) and (laughs) things like that. Um, so I think I've always kind of had that. My, my father was an entrepreneur as well. Um, you know, I'm, I would say I'm more like him than my mother in some aspects of, of my work ethic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I had a couple businesses. I, I still have my two and then the consulting on the side. Um, but yeah, you know, I wanted to create something that I could see grow and that would be mine. That, that's awesome. I commend you for that. Cause honestly, like I said, I don't like, I, I see we're in a, in a time and place where we have options to, as a guy or a girl, female, female and male, you have the option to be what you want. Hundred years ago, female, you ha- you were in the kitchen. There was no, there was no like if ands or buts about it. And then guys were the breadwinner. But now, like if you want to be that go getter, you want to be your own boss. Uh, being a female, you want to be the breadwinner in the house, and the guy stays home. Like that's a thing now, and vice versa. Yeah. You don't have to choose either or.